0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Tactical Yanks podcast, your podcast for soccer in America and around the world. I'm your co-host, Pete Douthit, and I am joined by my fellow co-host,
1: Filippo Silva, and welcome to the Tactical Yanks podcast. Hopefully you enjoy. We'll be talking about U.S. soccer, European soccer, South American soccer, the World Cup, and much more.
0: All right guys, episode 44 of The Tactical Yanks podcast is here. I'm your host, well, co-host Pete Douthit. I'm here with Filippo Silva from Tactical Manager TV, also co-host of the pod. Man, you were just in Mexico last week.
1: Yeah, yeah, over the weekend. Went to my actually it was the first I've been to the Azteca before, but not for a game, for a tour. It was the first Liga MX game I went to, and it was a pretty cool experience. I loved it. I loved every second, but I'm not going to spoil it here. It's not for here. It's for the channel, but Is there a there's a blog come A vlog coming, right? There's a vlog coming out, and uh, I mean, I highly recommend anyone going to, not just to a game there, but to the city itself, Mexico City. There's so much going on. The food is wonderful, and definitely try street food. I I didn't, ha- I didn't get diarrhea. I ate it, and I did just fine.
0: Awesome. Awesome. It sounds like <laughs> a lot of fun. I wish I could have been there. But, TAC, this week, MLS kicks off. And however you feel about MLS, if you're a fan of American soccer – One thing that's, at least this is how you and I mostly watch MLS is, you know, prospects to watch. Who are the young prospects that MLS is developing? They're getting better at youth development. We're seeing more progress in that department. It's a long way to go still. But who should you be watching from each MLS club this season? That is the, you know, I guess the whole topic of this podcast. Some are prospects. Some are not prospects, but they're interesting to watch players from an American yeah. perspective.
1: I think it's more to put like the way we should probably elaborate here is USMNT players that you should watch this season MLS. Obviously, me and Pete are mainly going to focus on prospects because those are more excited. The guy's 27 and still in MLS. You, you all know our opinion in regards to that. But some of them are not so young that we're going to mention. They might be 23, 24, but we see them with potential to make an impact for the national team. Uh, that's what we want to do. So, if you are an MLS fan, you probably know most of these guys and know who to follow. If you're not that much, this is a way you could maybe get into the league a little bit. You follow specific players, and it's you know we're not trying to do any MLS propaganda here. We're just trying to have fun, and these are players that we normally scout and watch as much as we can, and we we will this season.
0: Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll basically just go through the two conferences, Western and Eastern Conference, and we'll talk about with each team. Who is there to keep an eye on? Who is there to watch for this year? So let's start with the Western Conference since I'm in the West. So we'll start mm-hmm. there. Um, and we'll just go alphabetically. First up is Austin. And Tack, I guess this is just Owen Wolf, right? Yeah. I
1: mean, this is a fun team, Austin. Their fans are wonderful. But in terms of if you're a USMT fan, Owen Wolf might be the, the player you want to watch out this season. Young prospect, you think he'll have a breakout season? Or what do you think of his minutes, though?
0: Uh, he's 18 now or turns 18 this year. Um, he got a, f- a decent amount of minutes last season, mostly as a sub, had a few starts. He's, you know, still very young. Of course, his dad is the head coach, right? So, you know, whether or not those minutes are warranted, I guess we'll find out. But, I mean, his dad also has to keep his job. And in some ways, I feel like I could even work against you if you play your son your son might be held to a higher standard because you know there's the spotlight on you in terms of like is he any good um somebody tell bob bradley at toronto to drop his son but that's a whole different discussion yeah.
1: <laughs> no but but he had moments last season where you could see there's something there to watch out for 900 minutes that he played roughly as a 17 year old last season probably not a breakout season plus austin had a very good team right they made it to i mean the the conference final they finished second in their conference only behind lafc essentially so it'll be a good. He's definitely my player in Austin to watch out for. Owen Wolf.
0: Yeah, yeah. So right after Austin, then we have Colorado Rapper Rapids guys. Colorado has not been good at youth development. Um, they have a couple of interesting prospects, but I think the most interesting one for me to watch right now is Cole Bassett. Cole Bassett, I guess failed. Right, he went to you know the Netherlands, went to Feyenoord, was not good there. They keep every week. They would talk about his lack of technical ability, loaned him out, still couldn't get any minutes at a lower team back in Colorado. uh, This. So we'll see what he looks like in MLS. I I mean, I hope that, you know, his experience in the Netherlands helped him uh, as a player, but I do think that for him, the focus has to be to really try to improve technically. And he can definitely be a good contributor for the Rapids. He was before he left. So he just needs to kick on now and you know not get too down and, and just try to have a strong season in colorado because even if he never makes it in europe he can still be a good contributor in mls right
1: yeah i also appreciate the fact that he tried in europe right he went to fine it wasn't working he still tried got loaned out to fortuna Sitar also in the divisi unfortunately it didn't work and then now he comes back to colorado hopefully what I want to see is, uh, he's also my player, by the way, because I do think there's lack of options in the Rapids. I'm not going to watch them for Jonathan Lewis, for example, which we've seen enough of him. I kind of want to see the difference of the Cole Bassett before he went to Netherlands and after. See how much different of a player he is, if anything, right? So, And he's still fairly young, right? Cole Bassett, how old is he right now? He's still not an old player. Cole uh, Bassett 22,
0: is, 21,
1: 22. Okay, not young, not old, still something. So... We'll see. He can still become a good MLS
0: player. Uh, He's going to be my player for the Rapids as well. And moving past the Rapids now, the next team up would be FC Dallas. Traditionally, a very strong team with youth development and with prospects, but recently not so much. Um, You know, they still have guys there who signed as homegrown prospects three or four years ago. But in the last season, they didn't really sign any new prospects. Antonio Carrera might be the only guy the The third keeper, he's not going to play, right? He's still very, very young. No, I mean, no, we still have play. guys like Paxton Pomicall, Jesus Ferreira, Edwin Cerillo, guys who've been there for three or four years now, some, some of them longer. I don't think any of them are that interesting to watch personally. Uh, I think you have to look around at Dallas and wonder what's going on with their youth development because you need to keep bringing through players every year, right? It feels like they're starting to stagnate Just a little bit. And I think that's worrying. Um, No real homegrown signed as far as I know. I know there is uh, Smith, the defender, um, but he's not really a good prospect. The other thing that might be interesting is the kid that they loaned out to PSV and is playing in the second team. Dante Sealy. Dante Sealy. Dante Sealy. It looks like he's going to be back this summer. So will he get any minutes with Dallas? And... I'll be honest, I'm not impressed. If you can't even – he's 20 years old, right, or 19 years old. If you can't even get minutes in the Dutch second division, which is worse than MLS, are you really going to be able to come and force your way in and get minutes with that Dallas team? I'm not so sure. What do you think? No,
1: no. and Dante Sealy has been always a very streaky player, right? He'll pull off like five goals in two games and disappear for the rest of the season. So – I don't know who to watch here. You mentioned there are players that are involved with the U.S. men's national team that probably shouldn't be involved. By the way, right? Yeah. We talked about Paul Riola. He's still involved until further notice. Jesus Ferreira is still involved. Leggett has that ship has sailed for Sebastian Leggett. But I'm not looking forward to following Pommacco. I'm not looking forward to following Ariola. I'm kind of tired of Jesus for now. Uh, unless I see a lot of changes into his game and his is not that young either. Just like we talked about, uh, about Cole Bassett, he's even older. I think he turns 23 this year. So I'm not really, I'm actually not looking forward to it. Uh, I, if you go a few seasons ago, you'd be very excited to watch Dallas. These got young guys coming up yeah. um, right now. Not so
0: much. And there's not you, much to watch in terms of,
1: unless you're a player. fan of Dallas, right?
0: So yeah, if you, Yeah, so we're talking as a neutral perspective. I'm probably not going to be watching a lot of Dallas this year, at least not intentionally. Like if I'm watching a team that I want to watch and they're playing Dallas, great. I'll keep an eye on what Ferreira looks like. But generally speaking, I won't be spending my days watching Dallas because there are better things to do. Hopefully they can continue to keep this development going because if if another year goes by and they haven't signed any new homegrowns, it'll start to be worrying. Um, But let's move on from Dallas now. The next team is LA Galaxy traditionally not a great developer of players to be honest uh julian arajo you know i guess good for him he's gonna now go play in the spanish second division with barca b that'll be
1: the third i think
0: oh is it third division now i think so yeah either way he's not gonna be with the first team
1: yeah that's not their goal right now unless they're like super thin but yeah they signed him mainly for barca b
0: Yeah, and they'll eventually loan him out. He's never going to get serious minutes for the Barca senior team. That's just the truth. Um, Mm -hmm. He's not at that level. So there's only really one guy to watch on Galaxy this year, and that's Jalen Neal. The question for Jalen Neal is how many minutes will he actually get? He's been playing a lot in preseason, and Greg Vanny has had a lot of praise for him this season. If you're American, you'll remember him from the uh, January camp. So Jalen Neal would be your guy to watch. Cameron Dunbar has been there for three, four years now hasn't impressed, hasn't won a job. So, you know, a couple of Mexican dual Nats, Johnny Perez is maybe somebody to keep an eye on, but he seems pretty, pretty set on, on Mexico. Efrain Alvarez, ever since he declared for Mexico has just dropped off pretty dramatically. So yeah, Jalen Neal is the guy to watch unless you want to watch Jonathan Klinsman, which is a hard no for me.
1: Yeah, I'll skip on that. I I, I guess, I guess we'll put Jalen Neal. He's looked like a promising center back for us. Uh, the question is how much he'll play. That's the only question. Young center backs tend to make many mistakes. So sometimes they're not very reliable to play at this level. They do have, Cassidy is still there and, and they are signing a young designated player from Brazil to play right back that will replace Julian Arajo. So we're not going to have any of the center backs shift to the right back position. So we'll see about his minutes, but I think Jalen Neal will get enough minutes this season where we can watch a game here and there for the galaxy and see how he's developing. And he'll probably
0: be in the U 20 world cup for us. So if you, yeah, care about, I mean, yes. center backs is a big area of concern for us long-term in terms of trying to find high level center backs. So if he's getting minutes for the galaxy, I'll definitely tune in to see how he looks because I do want to see what he looks like. Um, I might even go see a few games live. If he's starting for them regularly, um, that's LA galaxy. Let's move on to LAFC for all of their talk. There's a lot of talk with LAFC about their great Academy, right? Oh, this Academy is going to be the best in MLS. You know, it's been what, five, five years now, and still nobody has come through that Academy and really impacted their first team. So Mm -hmm. until I see the goods, I'm going to hold, you know, Antonio Leone, they've been saying for three years is the next big thing. He's still not getting minutes with the first team. So I I don't like, for me, it's all talk until they show some proof. And then they went and signed Aaron long, who's now going to stand (laughs) in Leone's way even more. So it's just like, okay, you can't talk about your academy like that until you've actually brought some guys through to the first team and are actually contributors to the first team. Otherwise, it's just hot air. Well, and
1: Tony Leone was also on that Mexican U-20s that couldn't even qualify to the, couldn't make it the semifinals of the CONCACAF championship. They couldn't qualify to the Olympics and couldn't, so that he was a starter for that team. Uh, I'm not saying he's not a good player. I'm not saying he can't become, he's just 18. So development is kind of weird at this age. He could just become a very good player out of nowhere. But yeah, they—they, they, I mean, they signed a very expensive center back, a very error-prone expensive center back in Aaron Long. But they're probably going to play him regardless of his mistakes. Uh, I, I personally don't have any desire to watch anything on LAFC. You have Kellen Cost. I don't care. Maybe Tim Tillman. I guess. Uh, even though Tim Tillman, he's a 24-year-old coming from the German second division in the Bundesliga. Like people said, he looked—he looked okay to bad. His team was terrible. Got relegated. I'm not that excited for Tim Tillman either. So LAFC might be one of those teams where I don't really care to watch.
0: Yeah, and I live here and this is supposed to be my team that I like keep an eye on, but I just don't care. I, you know. The only thing that makes this a little interesting is Timothy Tillman. Um Timothy Tillman comes in from the Bundesliga two uh you know the younger brother of malik tillman. i'm sorry the older brother of malik tillman not he's older, older yeah he's 24 already. Yeah, right? i'm
1: not too high on him if i'm being completely honest
0: no i'm not too high on him either but if you want a reason to watch lafc he could be a good contributor in that midfield can play as an eight can play as a 10 you know might have a good year it seems like a good you know i mean it's two bundesliga level player right coming into mls so very slight upgrade for him maybe um, I'm not excited about this LAFC team. I just don't have no interest in I watch MLS for prospects and you know, Christian Torres, another, you know, dual now with Mexico, not getting minutes there. I just don't care. I, I just I, I find it hard to care about LAFC until they start doing something interesting with their academy. And All as right, of right so, now.
1: So everyone, what we're telling you guys is don't watch LAFC. No.
0: that's what we're saying they're just gonna sign some more ancient players like for me bringing in Chiellini and bale halfway through the season that excited some people but for me it was just like okay what's the plan here like you just sign guys who come here to retire like you're becoming la galaxy you know that's that's what you're basically becoming can you like get your shit together and actually develop some players so i'm a little pissed at lafc as you might be able to tell but
1: well the Let's thing is see. California has a player pool like you can there's so many passionate soccer fans kids that you can get actual talent a lot of Mexican Americans that live there Brazilian American people that are love the sport that if you have a good development system you will pull big talents from it so you'd expect more from the LA team especially and yeah,
0: both of the LA teams need to be a lot better with development but not LAFC
1: yeah, I was just gonna say, both combined, it's still not good development, which is wild. Two LA teams, and it's not that
0: good. Um, no, so it's bad. It's but really next bad. one, next team, next team, next team. Minnesota. Speaking of poor development, they literally have nobody interesting to watch from an American, will trap, uh, USMNT perspective. Yeah, you have terrible players. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say it. You're will not gonna, trap. you're not gonna watch will trap. No, will trap. Hatsani, <laughs> Dotson. No, thank you. Not interested. Mm-hmm nothing interesting about this team
1: let's skip minnesota they also apparently lost their best player which is not even american reynoso so they're up for a rough season let's skip on minnesota
0: yeah i'm sorry just not interested uh minnesota boo please be better with your development you've been at a club for a long time now moving on from minnesota portland i guess eric williamson portland is another team that's terrible at development not developing players. They've been around for a long time. They keep making excuses how there's no talent in Portland. I don't buy that at all. It's a very passionate soccer city where there is passion. Talent can be found and developed. It's not a priority for you, and that's on you. So another reason I don't care about watching Portland. But if you're going to watch Eric Williamson.
1: Yeah, from an American perspective, Eric, he's also not young. He's 25. We need to make that clear. He's more of a player that I see as a possible contributor for – When we send B teams to tournaments like a gold cup, you don't send your main guys for whatever reason. Williamson is one of those guys that can contribute, help us win trophies, get fans to be passionate because, you know, when he and he's actually a player that tries to be creative, which I appreciate, which in U.S. soccer, a lot of times they don't like risk takers. He does take risk. So Williamson is a player to watch out for, not for the senior, the the A team, but for a B team. He's a player that's interesting to watch out for. Uh, By the way, Pete, I think you accidentally skipped um, the Dynamo if you want to. Did if I we're doing enough, Yeah, if we're oh, doing yeah, alphabetical- I'm sorry,
0: you're right, you're right. My bad. Houston, another team. Wow, the Western Conference is full of these teams that for the area that they're in should be a lot better at development. Still aren't developing any players. They're in such a talent-rich part of the region. It's terrible. Um, the only guy we could maybe look at this year is Brooklyn Reigns. Midfielder, played in MLS Next last season, a little bit in Open Cup. Good box-to-box midfielder. 18, 19, 18 years old now. Someone to watch. I don't know how many minutes he's gonna get, but another big thumbs down for Houston. They're like the LA teams, they should be churning out players by, you know, three or four every year, but they're not. And that's on them. Terrible yeah. youth development.
1: I might I might go to a game or two at Houston because when I'm visiting my girlfriend there, I like to go to games wherever I am. But it's probably a team. If you're a US men's national team fan, you're not a Houston fan, you're not even an MLS fan, it's a team that'd probably just say, stay away. Just stay away. Don't waste your time.
0: Yeah, don't waste your time. Yeah, Houston fans, I hope you guys can pick it up this year. All right. Now we have Salt Lake, real Salt Lake. That's easy. And I guess really Diego Luna is the guy to watch, right? Absolutely. Um, He's the only, not the only, but one of the most interesting players there. Going to be in the under-20 World Cup, hopefully, if RSL releases him. Creative midfielder, unpredictable. Just sort of the anti-everything about American soccer, right? Got tattoos all over him from a young age. Just tries like try shit, you know, doesn't there's nothing predictable, including his form. He can be really good one game and then really poor the next game, but he's always going to be unpredictable. And we saw flashes of brilliance last year in, in MLS. I think consistency is the key for Diego Luna this year to be more consistent and impact the game on a regular basis.
1: And correct me if I'm wrong, but RSL has actually had a have has had recently, in like U17 teams, a lot of players, right, for the U.S. Men's National Team U17s. Well,
0: a lot of their guys they lost. Uh, Richie Ledesma came from there. Sebastian uh-huh. Soto, I don't really, you know, I mean, he's not, he hasn't turned out, but he came from there. Taylor Booth came from Taylor. there before he went to Germany. So they're they they have a good academy. They just weren't able to hang on to some players before, so.
1: They also, we'll have that, they also have that 15-year-old Axel Kai that everyone was talking yeah. about
0: before. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how Axel Kai does this year. I, I tend to look at very athletic players who are very young and go, are they good because they actually have the skill to be successful long-term, or are they just very physically developed for their age, and that gives them an edge, and then we get overly excited about them. I think that's my only concern with Axel Kai, but, hey, I'm open to seeing how he does. If he impresses, then great.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Diego Luna too because he is one of my favorite players to watch. I don't know much about him making the senior team for us anytime soon or ever, maybe. Uh, not. I mean, senior team, yeah, I mean like 18, like a World Cup team. But he's a fun player to watch, and he's still young enough to develop. So Diego Luna is the one you should all, you should all follow, and he'll be in the U-20 World Cup as long as
0: he's healthy. Yeah, which brings us to the team that I'm going to be watching the most this year, Tack. The San Jose Earthquakes. Uh, typically not a great team when it comes to development, right? Typically, they've just been a real failure in almost every department. Attendance, product on the field, points on the board, youth development. It's just been a sad story. But this year, they have three guys that will be quite interesting to watch. For me, the number one to watch is Nico Shakiris. Um, I'm very high on this kid, you know. Youngest kid in the under-20 group. uh, Can play as an 8, can play as a 10 I've looked at him as a more athletic Luca De La Torre, who's also more goal dangerous. Um, that's obviously his his ceiling. Not right now, obviously. He's still very young. And the the sample size on him is still small. Um, so we talk about, you know, a couple of minutes with the uh, toward the end of last season, he had three or four games. Looked really good. Just his ability on the ball, technique, his dribbling, his uh, dual winning, everything. Like he seems to be the full package. And left-footed too, which is interesting about him. Cade Cowell. I want to continue to see technical development from him. Um, But, you know, he had a good cameo against Serbia, or he had a good game against Serbia this January, their B team. Let's see what he looks like. I'm not super excited on Cade Cow, but if I am watching San Jose, I want to keep an eye on him. And then Cruz Medina. I don't know how many minutes Cruz Medina is going to get yet. He's with the under-17s right now. I imagine maybe a few hundred minutes at most for Cruz Medina this year. He's more of one for next year.
1: Just to make it clear to the listeners, you—he's you, with the US U17s, but he is with the San Jose
0: senior team. That's what he's yeah, expected yeah. to be. He's yeah. with the, the senior team, San Jose. Well, he has a homegrown contract signed, so he could, in theory, get minutes. I don't think he's going to get many. I would put it at about 300 minutes this year. All he right. How, for how long? For how long did
1: you have to consider watching this team because you saw Jackson you on the roster, and you're like, all right. Let's <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean Jackson Yu at this point. I, I'm I'm fine with Jackson Ewell now, just because he's no longer playing for the national team. Yeah,
1: I mean, sure, but I I don't want to watch Jackson Yule ball. It just no, but this team is an exciting one. Nico Zachary's, um Cruz Medina, and Kate Cow. Obviously, the main one for me here is more how Nico does. I want to see more from him. He got minutes towards the final stretch last season, right? I know
0: you follow him a bit more. Yeah, he, he started three or four games at the end of last season and, and probably looked like one of their best players. Um, yep. And then Cade Cow. it's not that I don't want to watch him. It's just that I've
1: seen enough from him. I just want to see how he progresses, right, from a technical yeah. standpoint. Cruz Medina, I'm honestly not expecting many minutes. It's, he's 16. Yeah. He's, he's literally – and he's actually not a, an old 16-year-old. He turned in September 17. So there's still a couple months. So he's not turning 17 anytime soon. So we'll see. Hopefully Cruz Medina starts to pick up more minutes towards the end of the season. I almost, what is better for them to struggle maybe so they can just play the young
0: guys, the team? Well, it's Luchi Gonzalez. Um, you know, if they play the young guys, I want them to be successful in order to encourage it, right? Because then they'll start giving homegrown contracts to guys like Oscar Verhoeven or Edwin Mendoza, both of whom are also with the U.S. under 17s. Yeah. So it does seem like there's a good academy, you know, products coming through San Jose and hopefully they can become another Philadelphia union. That should be the goal. Um, and even beyond that, you know. But let's see. Let's see what Lucci does this year. Is it all like talk, or is he actually gonna give minutes to these young guys, especially Securis? That's gonna be the big one for me. Um, so San Jose, keep an eye out on them for sure. Next up will be the Seattle Sounders. And that's easy. That's easy. really just Obed Vargas, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, an- another team that honestly, for the 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 amount of soccer passion in that city they should have a lot more prospects. They should be developing players a lot more. And they really haven't, okay? Um, you know, Josh Atencio was a guy that people were like, maybe he hasn't really developed. You know, uh, Danny Leva is another guy that hasn't really, he you know, reached his potential. Reed Baker Whitting, maybe you could keep an eye on. Um, but really, the guy is Obed Vargas. Hopefully, yeah. he's still not back from injury. So that's kind of worrying because he got injured last year in the summer. Yeah, he had like a back injury. injury.
1: I don't know if it's the same. He had a back injury and he was out for a while. And yeah, I mean, Sounders are probably a team I'm not going to watch much. Um, that's like the only player I would follow. But like you said, very similar to Portland, right? Nevertheless, they're rivals too. Who's the next team? Is it Sporting KC?
0: Yep. Sporting KC. Caden Pierre is the kid to watch. 19 year old right back. Really the only interesting thing coming out of Kansas these days um well kansas city sporting kansas <laughs> we we went to kansas a lot of friends yeah. there but yeah another team that's not great at development i know they can claim busio but again for being in the you know area as in mls as long as they have and supposedly being one of the development teams they really haven't produced any great players eric palmer brown i guess they can lay claim to but that's about yeah. it so caden pierre the right back caden pierre that's about
1: right 20 right now he's made it 20 20 years old yeah yeah old. turning 20 this year i believe
0: Uh, so next up is St. Louis. Nicolas Giochini would be the guy to watch there. We know nothing about St. Louis pretty much, right? We don't know what they're going to look like, how they're going to play, how many minutes they're going to give to young players. But Tack, you saw a little bit of Giochini in Orlando. What are your thoughts?
1: It was pretty bad. He didn't look like a national team player at all. As a matter of fact, he didn't start or get many minutes for Orlando at all. And when he played, you could see he was like rightfully so. Didn't look good at all. He played mostly wide, if I'm not mistaken, towards the right flank. Uh, we'll see. Uh, he has fallen off quite a bit. He looked good at the national team a few times, looked bad, was in the second division of France, then played in the first division, didn't get that many minutes, was mostly a sub. We'll see. He has an opportunity here in MLS to you know get his career back on track in a new franchise. That's their first season. So he'll be the player to watch there. I'm probably not going to watch many of their games just no. because of him like that's not enough of a reason but i'll kind of follow along how they're doing one they're a new franchise and two there's one player at least to watch out but yeah we have
0: no idea how they're gonna go since it's their first season mls yeah okay so that's st louis vancouver is a canadian team with no real american prospects so let's just skip through them that is the western conference done tack do you have a word from our sponsor
1: Yes, I do, from DraftKings Sportsbook, and especially this summer, right? With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. And again, I don't know why they're telling me to say summer already, Pete. We're like months (laughs) away. They're they're skipping the spring. DraftKings, what's up, man? Hopefully, we don't lose a sponsor for that. With tons of ways to bet, you can feel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers risk-free bet up to 1000 That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. So all you have to do right now is download DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code TBPN. That is TBPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000, and that's with the promo code TBPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank you very much, DraftKings, for sponsoring the podcast once again. Pete, let's go to the east, to my coast now.
0: Yeah. So we'll start with Atlanta Um, and Atlanta's quite easy. Caleb Wiley is the main kid to watch. Very promising young left back. I just did a whole scouting report on him. I had to watch a lot of tape. I watched a lot of him last season. What I like about him is he has the tools, right? The things that you can't develop when they get older. He has those, the technique he has athletically. He's good. He's quick on both sides of the ball. Um, He's unpredictable right? As a left back and still just, you know, 17 years old, doesn't turn 18 until I believe this summer. Um, I like this kid a lot. I think he's the one, probably my number one prospect in MLS to watch just because we do need to be developing more left backs. Um, still has to work a little bit on positioning tactics, awareness, but things like that you can develop as you get older, right? That a lot of that comes with experience. Um, I know he suffered a concussion in preseason with Atlanta and they brought him back on and then apparently he had symptoms later. So I don't know how much he's going to play at the beginning of the season, but he is the guy to watch. And then obviously Miles Robinson's return from injury will be one to track. I personally think that, you know, it it can be tough coming back from an Achilles. We saw this with Aaron Long, especially if you're defending as a player relies very much on the defensive side of your game, your speed, athleticism. All of those things, which is kind of Miles Robinson. I hope he hasn't lost that, but I guess we'll wait and see.
1: Yeah, for Atlanta, for me, those are the two players as well. Caleb Wiley, mainly, right? He's probably our best left back prospect. I rate him ahead of Jonathan Gomez, John Toby. Yeah, me too. I'm higher on him. He looks a lot better than what George Bello was as a left as a young left back for Atlanta. And Miles, it's not that I'm excited to watch him, but I'm looking forward to seeing how he's going to come back from this injury. If he's going to come back playing at the same level as before. Is there going to be a drop-off? Did he try to improve his game in this period of recovery? Maybe try to work more on his technical side since he might lose some of his athletic ability, positioning. So I guess it's Caleb Wiley, number one. But yes, watch Atlanta for Miles Robinson as well.
0: There's another young kid. I don't know how much time he's going to get. His name is Noah Cobb, a center back, 17 years old, played in MLS Next last season. A lot of praise from uh, the coach for him this year. Uh, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's going to get many minutes at his age, but if he does keep an eye out, keep an eye out for the name, Noah Cobb, we'll see how he looks. They did trade away George Campbell, who was their backup center back. So they, it does seem like they believe in this Noah Cobb kid, but we'll have to wait and see how many minutes he gets. Okay. And
1: charging Charlotte-
0: on Charlotte, Brian Romero, who's with the under 17s would be the guy to watch. I guess maybe Ben Bender who had a good breakout year, not really a prospect anymore at 21, 22. But does seem like a fun sort of player to watch.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, I'll follow Charlotte, but there's really not many any players that I'm looking forward to from a USMNT perspective, right? You talk no. about Ben Bender, interesting player in MLS. That's about it to me. I watched him quite a bit last season. And Brian Romero that he mentioned, we don't know if he's going to play much, right? If at all, he's 16. He's 16 right now. I know. It, it doesn't look ready to me. No, no. So probably won't play much. So Charlotte, if you're a U.S. Men's National Team fan, it might not be much for you there. If you're only a U.S. Men's, if you're an MLS fan, watch any team you like. If you're a Charlotte fan, watch them too. But if you're trying to see it just from a U.S. Men's National Team fan that doesn't follow much of MLS, probably not the team for you. Yeah. And next, Pete, will be FC Cincinnati. This one has actually two players?
0: Yeah, I guess two mainly that I'm interested in seeing. So Selentano. Roman Selentano for me and Brandon Vasquez.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of anyone else. There's that young 15 year old that signed the homegrown deal with them. Um, Steven Jimenez, Mexican American.
0: He's yeah, going to get minutes, though.
1: Yeah, that's the thing with him. He probably won't play. And then we mentioned Celentano. He's 22 already, which is technically not a prospect, except for he's a goalkeeper. And age 22 as a goalkeeper, you are a prospect. And then Brendan yeah. Vasquez. He's definitely not a prospect. He's 24. But. We are having issues with the center forward position, and he seems to have something there. There's something interesting about him to watch out for. We're not saying he should be in the national team. We're saying there's something to follow. And if he continues to score the way he was last season playing well, I believe he should go to Europe, and he could actually play for a decent league and an okay, to a decent club, and we'll see how he performs. I'm actually – I'd much rather have Brendan Vasquez in the national team nowadays than Jesus, uh, yeah, from what way. I've seen from both players. I think he offers a lot more uh, – with his runs physicality a better finishing than jesus in my personal opinion can win headers he's a big guy right so i'd say celentano and Brandon vasquez from uffc cincinnati might be actually worth watching them
0: yeah yeah that'll be an interesting one uh next up is columbus crew and aiden morris is the guy to watch mainly um did not have a very good January camp, but week six is a position of need for us to back up Tyler Adams, possibly even upgrade on Tyler Adams one day. I don't think Aiden Morris is ever going to upgrade on Tyler Adams, but he's one of the contenders to fight Kellen Acosta for that spot. He's going to have to perform a lot better than he did in January camp. If he wants to even be in consideration, uh, the kid is very good on the ball and he's a good, tough tackling defensive midfielder, still just 21 years old. I wonder a little bit about his explosive speed out of the gate, sort of like when he receives the ball on the turn, when he's offered space, his reaction speed when we lose the ball. And I just wonder how much that ACL injury cost him that a little bit. But I will watch him this year because I do like the kid. And he was very good for Columbus last season. But I just, I want that reaction speed on both sides of the ball to be a little bit sharper, a little bit quicker. And, you know, distribution, speed of play with distribution is something he needs to work on as well.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's for him to compete for a spot with Tyler. He's He would be competing with Acosta. That's what it is. Can he be better than Acosta? Raise our floor. He's not the player to raise our ceiling. But from Columbus, if anyone cares, that's probably the only player to watch for a U.S. Men's National Team fan, Aiden Morris. That's for me. But I'm probably not going to watch him too much.
0: If he's not no. starting, I'm definitely not watching them. Oh, he will start for them for sure. I'm pretty sure he'll start. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, whether or not it's – remember, a lot of the games are on at the same time. So – you know, you have to pick, pick your poison. And for me, there are more interesting teams to watch from a USMNT perspective. DC United actually might be quite interesting to watch. There's two guys that I'm interested in seeing. One is Christian Fletcher, right? They signed him last year. He did get some minutes, tricky young wingers, fast, explosive, a little one dimensional at times. For me, he sort of embodies a little bit of like Jonathan Lewis's. I'm going to cut inside onto my right foot and shoot into the bottom corner type of play. I want him to be a little more unpredictable to add variance to his attack, but he is still just 18 18 now. Mm
1: -hmm. So somebody
0: to watch. And the other one would be Matsai Akimboni, the center back, 15 years old, got a start last year, got played 45 minutes. Didn't look great, but he was also 15 years old. I don't know how many minutes Wayne Rooney is going to give him this year. It sounds like Wayne Rooney wants to build around the youth, so good luck to him. There might be some interesting minutes.
1: Yeah, I got nothing else to add there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> probably going to mainly fall Fletcher, but I got nothing else to add. Inter Miami tact. Do you have thoughts on who you want to see from there?
1: There's the 17 year old, right? Um, Benjamin Kremaski. He's um Argentine American. He was called in to the Argentina's U-20s, but then they cut him. But I mean, he got called in at one point. That is something that might be a player to watch. I don't know if he's going to play. He's just 17, right? I'm mentioning players. I don't know. Noah Allen was the left back for the U twenties look very unimpressive to me in the U twenties. So I don't think he'll play much for inter Miami and, but just mentioning names for the U S men's national team. And uh, there's also Edson Ascona. He's 19. He's Dominican and American. He's technical, but I don't see him doing much. He might just, I don't even think, I don't think he's cap tied for the Dominican Republic, but maybe a player that will get minutes here and there. An interesting one. But overall, there's really not much to watch for inter Miami. Um, I guess Yedlin. He's he's still there. That's one player, but I'm not going to tune into Inter Miami to watch Yedlin. I hope he's not in the national team anymore. There's one thing, though, Pete. There's one thing. If you're a U.S. men's national team fan, one reason to watch Inter Miami is if Messi goes there during the summer. He's not American, but that's a reason to watch.
0: Yeah, that would definitely get a lot of people to tune in. So, yeah, that's Miami for you. Uh, moving on from Miami is New England Revolution, who I think are actually going to be a sneaky, interesting team to watch from a prospect's perspective. They have Esmir Baraktarevic, a young um, Bosnian-American kid born and raised here in the U.S., or at least raised here in the U.S. Got some minutes towards the end of last season. Defina is very young still. I think not is 17 years old. Him and Noel Buck, another midfielder who's also 17, who also got some minutes toward the ends of last season. Noel Buck, I'm not as high on as I am, Esmir Baraktarevich, but they also have an 18 year old, Jack Panayatu, who they signed, 18 um, midfielder as well. They seem to be developing a lot of midfielders. And then also, uh, Damian Rivera is an interesting kid to watch. He's already 20, so a little bit older than the other two. Um, but a good player attacking midfielder technical. So the, between those four, it'll be interesting to watch um, with these guys and, and who all can going to have an impact for the revolution.
1: Mm-hmm. And DeJuan Jones.
0: Oh yeah. And DeJuan Jones, of course I forgot about him. DeJuan Jones. Yeah. Yeah. He's, maybe he's not old, a long-term option, but somebody that can play both sides.
1: Yeah. I can play left back, right back. He's older, but he's definitely a player that we're keeping an eye on. He could be useful for the national team because we're very thin on the left back backup. Or for a B team, he can probably even start for a B team if we send to the Gold Cup. So he's another player to watch out for. What's the next team now? Nashville. From prospects, there's nobody. No. No. I guess guess if you guys want to go watch Walker Zimmerman and and Shaq Moore, that's the team. But I'm probably not going to be tuning in much for Nashville. Uh, uh, I mean... I did watch them a bit more last season because Walker Zimmerman was expected to be in the world cup. I don't expect him to be in the next one. So I don't care too much how he's doing. Uh, I'll tune in here and there, depending on, I'll probably catch some games depending on who they're playing.
0: Yeah. Same. Um, So nothing interesting really now with Nashville, we move on to New York red bulls for me, the most interesting player to watch. Well, there's two really, I guess one is John Tolkien, the left back. And Danny Edelman, the six, both will probably start most games this year. Um, I want to see progress from both of them technically, because I think they're both very good athletically, but I want to see technical improvement from both of them. But I don't know how easy that's going to be in a New York Red Bull style. That is basically Jesse Marsh light, right? It's they're still in that old, when you win the ball, don't try to do anything useful with it, launch it into a dangerous area and then chase it. It's like, basically, I'm going to call it go fetch ball, like literally throw it and then chase it and hope that in the chaos you can win it and then go for goal. Like
1: it's very stupid, by the way. It's pretty much kick the ball in a danger zone. So you lose it. Once you lose it, harass the opponent so you can try to win the ball in that position. So it's never about creating something with the ball. No, it's about just. Chugging it somewhere and trying to win it and catching your opponent off guard, which it just doesn't work that way at a high level. It just doesn't work. But that's more Leeds talk and and Ragnick and, and Red Bull, which Leipzig changed that, but they continue to do that. So let's skip on that. But near Red Bull, to me, it's John Tolkien. That's the one. I'm not super high on Danny Edelman or Edelman uh, from what I've seen, but I guess he's someone to follow, too. He'll probably be in the U-20 World Cup. But to me, it's John Tolkien because we need a, left, a backup left back to A-Rob right now. And he is one of the promising players. But yes, there's a
0: lot of things in his game that he has to improve. Yeah, um, both of them do. I just, anybody who's a six to me is going to be interesting to watch because we're looking for, you know, more backup sixes. And he probably will start for the U-20s at the six. Mm-hmm. Um, New York City FC, them of the Gio Well, they didn't, Gio they had for four years. So I'm sure they contributed to his development. But Joe Scalley, definitely they get a lot of credit for Joe Scalley and developing him. Um, They have a couple of other guys who are in there, you know, Tavon Gray, Justin Hawk, James Sands, James Sands. Definitely they deserve credit for him. Speaking of Sands, it looks like he's going to be back this summer. I don't imagine that Rangers are going to want to sign him.
1: Yeah. uh, The thing with New York City FC this season is when you look at their roster, they're very young. It looks like they're rebuilding. So do you know what the average age of New York City FC's roster is? No idea. 23. 23. So, obviously, there's some players like Ma- Maximo Carizo, the Argentine-American. He's 14, probably not going to play this season. Well, he turns 15 now in February, so he's 15. We'll see how he does. He's probably not going to play. He's a kid. He's 15 right now. Christian McFarlane, far- McFarlane right? He's English-American. Yeah. He's 16, so there's a lot of young players. Trevon Gray is just 20. He's young. And then there's also like young Brazilians like Thales Magno, Gabriel Pereira. So there's a lot of young players here, so expect them to get minutes. Obviously, I don't expect a 15-year-old to play. If he gets one game this season, it's already amazing. But it looks like they're rebuilding. But I guess it's just that, Pete. It's just kind of like watch out for these very young prospects and see if they get minutes. Yeah. Uh, There's no one specifically that I'm watching out for in terms of national team right now.
0: I think their most interesting prospect is McFarland, and the fact that England is already chasing him at his age is quite incredible. Yeah, why is he not with our U17s? Maybe Um, I think he's injured right now. From what Marcus Shires says, that he kind of got injured in preseason, so New York didn't want to release him. But he also did go to the England camp, the England youth camp, that played against us in a friendly. So I don't know where his head is at. But I do think because we need left backs and he's probably one of our most promising ones under 18, he would be somebody that we should try to keep in the program as much as possible.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe if we qualify to the U-17 World Cup, which we're playing this week, right, to try to qualify, we yeah. uh, should invite him. See if he, and th- Then we would provisionally cap tie him also if he did play for us there. It's not a friendly. But yeah, that's yeah. New York City. The question FC is, does England, England want
0: to bring him also? That might be the problem. Yeah,
1: that might be the goal too. But yeah, again, this is... Um, This New York City FC they look like they're rebuilding but there's not really much for USMNT fans to follow them unless James Sands comes back that's one of the players that could be like a B squad guy and like you said a backup six we'll see how much progress he made playing in Scotland for Rangers so I guess if James Sands comes back you have more of a reason to watch and guys I'm not very high on Keaton Park so don't even bring that up he's Uh, also 26 he's
0: like not a prospect yeah yeah next up Next up is Orlando and I'll let you take that one away.
1: Yeah, Orlando,
0: we're known for not playing Americans,
1: Pete, right? We don't like playing Americans for some reason. But there's a couple guys like Thomas Williams, the center back. He's a very he's a big center back. He's like two meters tall. He's a very tall center back. Lacks a bit of ability on the ball. Played a couple games for us last season. I don't know how much he'll play this year. We have Antonio Carlos ahead of him. Jansen's ahead of him. Shalee goes ahead of him. So he's probably the fourth option. Maybe fifth. Most likely fourth. Very error-prone at his age, but he's 18. So it makes sense. The one that might actually play that I also don't rate him very highly, but he'll probably play is Michael Holiday. Juan left our right back. We left. Yeah. I think we have Orlando has issues with the right back, actually. Because they might actually play quite a bit. He might even start. Who knows? And then Orlando might realize that they need to actually sign a big name for the right-back position. But, I, look, I'm just going to say it this way. If you're a U.S. Men's National Team fan, there's not much of a reason to watch Orlando. I'm going to be watching them, and I think overall the team's looking good for this season with some South American signings they made. But if you're a neutral U.S. Men's National Team, I don't think you have much of a reason to watch us. So that's the yeah. way I'll put it. I guess some people t- told me about Fabian Loyola. He played for the Academy of Orlando, and he he is with the senior team. But he's seventeen. I don't know what he'll offer. I haven't watched much of him, but people spoke highly of him in the academy. Do you think we'll he'll say about him history? too? But yeah, Fabian Loyola. But outside of that, I don't think he'll play much though. Right? Because okay. Loyola, from what I've heard, he plays as an attacking midfielder sometimes wide. And that is like Orlando's strength right now. Wingers and the 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 10, which is Pereira mm-hmm. uh, So so that that's about it for Orlando. If you're
0: a US, I don't recommend you watching Pete, for example. No, I probably won't watch much Orlando. Um, real quick, I just wanted to add from New York Red Bulls, I forgot two players. One is Surgeon Goma, a 17-year-old winger who scored a goal, two goals for them at the end of last season when he got some minutes. Uh, very good-looking, uh, you know, attacking winger. Very quick, uh, explosive, technical. I just want to see his trajectory. And then Peter Stroud is another midfielder they just signed. Um, tw- tw- no, not Peter Stroud. I think it's Jared Stroud. It's one of the Stroud brothers. Let me just pull it up here. I know they just signed him. I've not seen him play, so I can't speak to his quality or even really like his style. Um, I believe it is Peter Stroud. Yeah, it is Peter Stroud. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how he looks as a homegrown. We'll see how he looks. Um, But last but not least, because we're not going to talk about Toronto, we have Philly, the Philadelphia Union. Probably the best right now in in terms of not only developing players but giving them opportunities. Brendan Aronson and Mark McKenzie both came from the Philly Academy. Now the next crop was Paxson Aronson, who's over at Frankfurt. We'll see how he does. The three that you really want to be watching for this year are Quinn Sullivan, Jack McGlynn, and Brendan Craig. I'm especially worried about Brendan Craig's minutes because he didn't get many minutes last season because he was behind Jacob Gleznes and Jack Elliott in the pecking order. And then they went and signed Damian Lowe from Inter-Miami, another center back. So that just tells me they don't have a lot of faith in Brendan Craig which is worrying because Brandon Craig is very good on the ball. And, you know, as a center back, he can hit set pieces, which you don't often see. There's a little bit of concerns, as I understand it, about his ability, like his speed, defensive speed might be a problem. But the fact that you are not, you didn't give him any minutes last year and now you've signed a third center back ahead of him makes me worried. He's not going to get much minutes. We'll see what Quinn Sullivan d- does and, more importantly, where he plays.
1: Yeah, how much I watch Philly is going to 100% depend on how many minutes those guys get. McGlynn, Sullivan, and Craig. Yeah. I think out of the three, they we could see minutes up in there. Maybe McGlynn will be the one to get more minutes. We saw a bit more last season. Uh, people talk about a little bit Leon Flack. From what I've seen, maybe one day for a B US Men's National Team team at reserve, yeah. I, I couldn't care less. I think I don't see it with Flack. No. my main, my main The reason I would watch it would be McGlynn, Quinn Sullivan, and Craig, and What worries me there is out of those three, the ones I rate the highest in terms of potential is the one you said that probably won't play, Brendan Craig. Mm -hmm. That's the one I have the highest expectations for the future, Craig over McGlynn and Quinn. But I see McGlynn and Quinn more likely to get minutes than Brendan Craig right now. That's the unfortunate side of it. Now, the fortunate side is center backs tend to peak a bit later than forwards and midfielders. So it might be okay for now. But when he's like hitting 20, we want to see him probably start and get consistent minutes. He's still 18, and he'll be in the U-20 World Cup. The good thing, Pete, is if they don't play much, Philly's more likely to release them to the U-20 World Cup, which, to be fair, they've always released. They've been very good with
0: that. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see Quinn Sullivan get some minutes as a forward, just kind of a poacher forward. I think that's where he could be most useful long-term. I don't think he's a pure winger. I don't think he's really a 10 either. He's sort of a man without a position, um, but maybe some minutes as like a second forward or as a poacher, a poacher nine could be interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Uh, some people, Nathan Harriel, some people like him as a right back. I think he's fine. I don't think there's anything real special there and we're very stacked at right back. So keep an eye on him. If you happen to be watching Philly, we're stacked
1: with young right backs. That's the thing.
0: Yeah. Also, mbizo zone might still be ahead of him at that right back position for Philly. So we'll see. Yeah, and um, Brian
1: Reynolds is standing out by the way. That's a right back. That's yeah. kind of like, Making a return yeah. there. So we have Dest, Scally Reynolds right there. That's three right away. There are U23, super yeah. young. Well, playing at a yeah, good and there's
0: other guys like Marlon Fossey doing really well in Belgium too, but kind of sliding under the radar. Of course, he's older, he's 25. But yeah. Um, that's it. Tech. Those are the guys that we'll be watching out for. There might be a few more that come out of nowhere. We'll see. But that's, this is why I watch MLS mainly is because I like watching prospects. I don't get too attached to any one team.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have fun at Orlando games. I think that's one of the things I do. Uh, but oh, live. Of that, yeah.
0: Like watching live is different for sure. Yeah. I,
1: I also watch it on TV mainly because uh, it's like something for me to do with my dad. I'll just go and watch mm-hmm. Orlando city on TV with my dad. Um, I like watching Palmeiras in Orlando with him, but outside of that, yeah, I mainly follow other teams based on who's playing the American players. Outside of that, I couldn't care much. Maybe if we see Messi here, you might catch me watching a lot of the Inter-Miami games with Messi around. Outside of that, yeah, it's following American prospects in
0: Orlando City. That's all I do. And I guess we can wrap things up here. Yeah. Thanks, as always, for listening, guys. Thanks for following along with the podcast. uh, Give us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcasts. Definitely a rating. If you're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, give us a review as well. Thanks for listening. Share it with a friend. Have a great week, and MLS will kick off this weekend. I'm going to be watching San Jose versus Atlanta. That's my Wiley versus Shakiras is on my docket to watch on Saturday. So,
1: All right, I haven't looked through the schedule yet, but I will be watching Orlando versus New York for sure. The other ones, we'll see. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great day. Bye-bye.